I'm your host, G Money, G Baby, G Black, G. And this is the Q30 Sports Podcast coming at you. Got more content for you. Listen and enjoy. How are you out there, world? It's another beautiful day here in Decatur, Georgia. Atlanta, Georgia. Damn near the same thing. Suns and Bucks are tied 2-2. Amazing game by Chris Middleton. He had a 40-pointer in game four to help tie that up. I was with a couple hombres. With the Twin Peaks, you know. And uh, we went to uh, go watch the game. Devin Booker was balling. Uh, Chris Milton was doing his thing. Um, shout out to Giannis. He is, man, guy's a beast. Even on a bad, unnecessarily bad game, he still has a good game. Um, so it's 2-2. Obviously, my prediction is way off, so I'm not predicting anymore. Will it go to a game seven? All right, well, I'll predict. I don't know. I don't know. I really thought the Suns were going to, like, run away with this, but the Bucks are not letting that happen. The Bucks aren't letting it happen. So I, I, I can't come up with any more predictions anymore guarantees can't do none of that I don't know what to think so we'll just see how it plays out um will I mean game five who knows Chris Paul hasn't been hasn't been Chris Paul so who knows what's gonna happen if Chris Paul can turn turn it around um we might, who knows? Maybe Phoenix might turn it around, get that momentum back. Because right now the Bucks have the momentum. Suns have the edge, but the Bucks have the momentum. I think I heard that on first take. Maybe that's where it came from. I just be freestyle when I be talking. But we'll see how it turns out. Um, if it reaches Game Six, or when it reaches Game Six, um, if if it's tied up 3-3, game six, then I would do an episode on what I think game set on how I think game seven will play out and my analysis on one through six. Um but that's only if it reaches game if it passes game six and it, and they're tied up. All right. So that is my quick take. And We'll see. Also, Conor McGregor did break his leg uh, last weekend. Um, honestly, the way that fight was going, I don't know. I feel like my 
me predicting Conor McGregor to win that fight, I was, um, I'm not going to say I was sadly mistaken. I feel like all of a sudden, ever since I started doing this podcast, now it's not any time I make a prediction, like it's way off. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I I, I, I I felt as though Jorge was going to beat Kamaru, and that was before the podcast, and we saw how that turned out. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got more fat. <laughs> um, but hopefully my predictions can get back on track because I am over. I don't know what right now with these predictions. So uh, this upcoming weekend, my man Islam, Islam Makachev. I'm not gonna call him Khabib's protege. He's he's Khabib's homie. Like they grew up together. How is he the protege when they're damn near the same age? You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're damn near like if Khabib is older, he's only like older like a couple of years. I you can call him a damn protege. I don't know, but Islam fights uh, this weekend tomorrow. Um, I'm definitely looking forward to that. Big Islam Makhachev fan. He fight Moises. I think that's how you said his name, how you say his name. I've never heard of the guy, but I do believe if, if and when Islam, oh man, I'm making a prediction. I'm going to say something and then Islam's going to lose. <laughs> if and when Islam Makhachev beats Moises, um, I do believe he will then have to fight a top 10 guy. He has to fight a top 10 guy after this fight, after this Saturday. If he wins, and when he does win, he has to fight a top 10 guy. There's no more of this fighting these other guys. No, he has to fight a top 10 guy. He's damn near on an eight, nine, not, I think an eight, eight fight win streak. Come on. You got, you got to fight. You, come on. This is, you got to fight a top 10 guy. And from, and after that point, only fighting top 10 guys. Like he's in, like, come on. Let's, 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 let's get this right, guys. So, uh, those are, I said, I mean, Islam's going to win. That's my prediction on that. Um, those are my quick takes, fighting and NBA. Um, this episode, I'm going to be touching on the NFL. Uh, and that's as far as the NFC headlines and stories going into the season. Uh, and that would, that will be all for my, um, storylines and headlines for the NFL, and then once the season starts, we'll we'll, we'll get that that show on the road. Um, so this is the Q Thirty Sports Podcast, uh, and we're going into into our storylines and headlines. All right. This episode of Q Thirty Sports is sponsored by Simple Stock. Learn about forex, crypto, stocks, money management, and credit building. Sign up for free at simplestock.cc. Come on, people. It's simple. How will the Cowboys fare this season? Because the Cowboys, every season, is a big hype train as to why they are Super Bowl, why they have a Super Bowl contending roster. You know, uh, but is that just the Cowboys hype trains? That's just the Cowboys media train always putting that narrative there when really they don't really have a Super Bowl roster. Who knows? 
the big headline to me is how will Dak play now that he has the big contract coming back from a catastrophic injury? Those those are the two those are the two headlines. And I'll repeat that. How does Dak do coming back from a catastrophic injury on top of receiving that big contract? Will he shine, lead the league in passing yards, maybe touchdowns? I don't expect him leading lead in touchdowns, but passing yards maybe. Will he do that? Be a top five quarterback in the league coming back from that injury along with getting the contract? And is this roster an actual Super Bowl contending roster? My answer to that is no. It's not. I mean, they always try to make it seem like they are a Super Bowl contending roster. This is a 500 team. This is a 500 team. Let alone the division that they play in, this is a 500 team. I mean, they've always been 500 team, right? Always. Yeah, they have their, you know, these they'll have like a a 12 and 4 and 11 5 sprinkling in there somewhere, you know, that, that range. And those are usually the years when people are like, oh my God, the, the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. But it's like, really though? You know? So I don't, I'm not taking too much uh, weight with this roster. Okay. Yes, they have stars Lamb, Cooper. Elliot, but would you put those stars against other teams' top stars and say, "Let's win this shootout"? I don't know. I don't. I don't. You know, you take those guys up against Mahomes, Kelsey, um, Edwards, Elair, and Tyreek Hill. I, I don't know. I don't think anyone really takes that matchup except for Cowboy fans. Shoot, if Aaron Rodgers were to come back, I'd take Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams, and uh, Aaron Jones over Elliott, Lamb, Cooper, and Dak. (laughs) I don't don't know if that's saying either a whole lot about the Packers or a whole lot less about the Cowboys. I don't know. But, hey. Next, Washington football team. I like this team. I I like teams... I've always been a fan of teams that have a great defense first and then they start and they kind of work off the offense and they start they're 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 a project team offensively. You know? It's kind of like the Dolphins last year. They had a great defense and the offense was like trying to figure it out, but you know, they can make plays here and there. With Ryan Fitzmagic at the helm, they'll make plays. Now, the question is, the headline is, what do we expect from this team? Will they be a 500 team or will they be a playoff team like they were last season? I mean, last season they were a playoff team that was 500, but again, it was in the NFC East. So, not saying a lot, but will they at least be a 500 team? Will they progress more, a little bit at least, than what they did last season? That's the key. Far as I know, uh, I believe all the defensive starters, they really haven't done any changing. 
I do believe Ryan Kerrigan might have left for me to speak on it. I guess I should have done my research. But I believe there's maybe like only a couple, to my point, only a couple of changes on the defense. And I do believe they got that, uh, the Bengals, the once upon a time Bengals best corner, um, what's his name? Jackson. Uh, I think it's Willie Jackson, something like that. Jackson, number 22 from last year. He's on the Redskins now, which should bolster their secondary. So I'm expecting, uh, I'm actually expecting big things from the Redskins. I'm actually expecting the Redskins to have a better record than the Cowboys. Truthfully. That would probably be the game to watch, period, for the NFC East. That would be the only interesting and entertaining entertaining game to watch. Redskins and Cowboys, NFC East matchup. Not any other matchup. Not Cowboys-Giants, not Cowboys-Eagles, not Washington-Eagles, not Washington-Giants, not none of that. Giants-Eagles, blah, blah, blah. Cowboys and Washington, those are the two teams who, who are legit teams somewhat in that division. Was last year a fluke for the Redskins? I don't know. I believe it's not. Ron Rivera, you know, installed a certain vibe and attitude into that team, but I don't think that's a fluke. So we'll see. So that's the headline. Will this team be, be- just as good, if not better, than it was last year? Will they build off of last year? And with Ryan Fitzmagic at the helm, you know, you're you're optimistic. Okay. The Giants. There's only one headline. Only one. There's not two. There's not. Uh, no. Daniel Jones. Let me say this again. Daniel. Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones is the only headline for the New York Giants. This guy Damn near has one of the best offensive ammunition (laughs) for a quarterback in the league. If you gave Rodgers the weapons that Daniel Jones has at his disposal, come on, come on, come on, really, come on. Really? Really? Come on. Come on. No. Aaron Rodgers, you would never hear a peep out of Aaron Rodgers. Galladay, you get you get the you get the kind of the, the, the Percy Harvin ish style receiver with Tony out of Florida. You know? You still got Sterling Shepard. You still got Ingram, who, as long as he shirts up his hands, great. You got Kyle Rudolph, who I've always liked as a, as a tight end. Come on. You got Saquon Barkley coming back from his injury. I expect him to be elite. Um, whether that be a whether that looks like an a thousand a thousand thousand yard season, uh. Damn, well, then maybe, I mean, really, okay, Saquon Barkley can do whatever he's going to do. He doesn't have to be great. He just has to be good coming back from his knee injury because it's going to take time for him to get that confidence back. It's going to take time for him to get back acclimated to the game. 
yeah, it's somewhat of a headline, but I mean, as long as he's there, people are just going to be like, all right, cool. The only headline really is Daniel Jones. Daniel Jones. The only headline worth talking about for the New York Giants. Why is that? Because if Daniel Jones cannot get it done with these weapons this season, they need to move on and they will move on the same way the Jets moved on from Sam Darnold. Now, if that's in the form of bringing in a veteran quarterback, bringing in another quarterback from somewhere else, or drafting quarterback in this upcoming draft, Daniel Jones never should have been picked in the first place. For whatever reason, that people can come up with all these different reasons and research and analysis and data as to why he being picked, the sixth pick, some Mel Kuyper gibberish, you know, as to why him being picked six, six was justifiable. It was never, ever, ever justifiable. And you cannot justify it to me. I am a Giants fan. And you cannot justify drafting Daniel Jones to me. I am a Giants fan. Okay? Since the, since the days of uh, Amani Toomer and Ike Hilliard and Tiki and Jeremy Shockey and, and Kerry Collins, the Michael Strahan, the Jason Seahorn, even back when they lost, got blown out by the Ravens in the year 2000, I was still a Giants fan, okay? My, 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 damn near my whole entire family is from that region, so I always said, you know what? I'm not going to be sitting here like, what team do I like? Do I like Tampa? I live in Tampa. Do I like the Falcons? I live in Atlanta. No, I am a Giants fan, okay? And you will not, I repeat, you will not, anyone will not justify to me why Daniel Jones was selected six overall. It's unjustifiable. Sorry, I just, you know, had my little moment. <laughs> All I'm saying is that you can't No Daniel Jones is the only headline And will be the only headline For the New York Giants If, if Saquon Barkley all of a sudden Starts going for like 150 a game You know We start talking about how he's tearing it up The same way Christian McCaffrey had that year And he was tearing it up then yeah, that'll be a headline, a developing headline later on. But right now, the only headline for the New York Giants is Daniel Jones. I'm not calling him Danny Dimes or any of those nicknames. He's Daniel Jones, and he will always remain Daniel Jones until I see otherwise. Okay? And then uh, we have the Eagles. And with the Eagles, we... Uh, I don't know what the Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles are. Uh, the Eagles to me are like. I'm not gonna go as far as saying like they're like the Texans. The Eagles to me are like in the same lane with like the Jags. They're in re. They're in ultimate rebuild mode, and le, slash experimentation mode. This is, this is a project team. They're trying to figure out who the quarterback is. You know, who are the stars on offense in general? I've always liked Sanders, the running back. Uh, but we'll see how he produces this season. This whole team is just a project team. And I guess the headline would be, what will Jalen Hurts do? Is Jalen Hurts an actual competent NFL starter? <sighs> 
That's the headline. I guess. They have a new coach. Who is uh, infamous for having a real, uh, not splendid uh, opening press conference. So, I, I, who knows? I don't know. That, that's the only headline I can think of for the Eagles. That they are a project team. No one expects anything from the Eagles. I guess as long as they don't, as long as they win like five games, people won't panic. Because they don't, people are not expecting the Eagles to do anything this year. They're not. That's just the truth. People expect the Eagles to be like a top five pick, to have a top five pick in the, in the upcoming draft. Honestly. Honestly, like straight up. The Eagles ought to have a top five pick in this upcoming draft. Right next to the Texans. Okay? Right next to... Mm, I like the Broncos. I'm not going to say the Broncos. But maybe the Broncos might have a top five pick. Okay? The Lions probably will have a top five pick. Okay? Maybe the Panthers. The Jags? Maybe. We expect these guys. We expect the Eagles to have a top five pick. And at the end of the day, this, this the headline is you know is Jalen Hurts a competent NFL starting quarterback, and will be the identity of this team. Two headlines for you. Bam. I'm good like that. I am good like that. Thank you. NFC North. Packers. <laughs> okay. Uh Aaron Rodgers, that's your headline. And uh next team. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers and uh that's your headline and that will be your only headline and um yeah. Will um will they get back to the championship game? The NFC Championship game? And um, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's the only headline. Yeah, have fun with that. Uh, Vikings. What will the Vikings look like? Uh, Dalvin Cook is an amazing running back. Thielen is an amazing wide receiver. Justin Jefferson, amazing wide receiver. Um, I guess the headline is Kirk Cousins. That's the headline. Kirk Cousins and the defense. Will the defense get back to being the top defense in the league? Because last year, they kind of fell off. I mean, think about it. Alvin Kamara ran for six touchdowns on him. No, that's, yeah. You're always, you will always be remembered as the defense that had six touchdowns ran on you by a single player. Yeah, you're that, you're, you're that guy. So, uh, will Kirk Cousins step it up? Because remember, this is the whole reason why Kirk Cousins came to the Vikings in the first place. Why they brought him in. They had Case Keenum. They got to the championship game. And they were like, you know what? We just need something to push us over the edge. What do we need? Kirk Cousins. 
And then ever since then, they have never even gotten close. Yep. So, Kirk Cousins, you are the headline, Kirk Cousins. Step it up. Bears. The headline, key two, um, when will Justin Fields hit the field? <laughs> when will Justin Fields hit the field? When will Justin Fields touch the field? When will Justin Fields get on the field? When will Justin Fields get in the field of play? <laughs> Justin Fields, when will he play? <laughs> when will he when will he get his reps? When will he actually be be inserted into the starting into the starting uh lineup, the starting group? And um is this the year for Matt Nagy to show or to go? Because I don't see him being the coach after this season. If they don't have a good season, he's got to go. He has got to go. And I'm not a Bears fan. But um, you had a team that was in the playoffs you guys were pretty decent. I mean, I mean, the Bears have never had a good offense. I can't remember the last time the Bears have ever had a good offense. Except for when Jay Cutler and Brandon Marshall and Matt Forte. But not too long ago, you was in the playoffs with top defense. Eddie Jackson, Khalil Mack. You know, you was just in the playoffs not too long ago. So the goal is to get back to the playoffs. And if you can't, then Matt Nagy's got to go. And I'm pretty sure a lot of Bears fans will agree with me. Um, probably Ryan Pace will have to go as well. Yeah. You're out of there. And last is the Lions. Uh, for the MC North. Uh, the Lions. <sighs> a lot of these headlines are the quarterbacks. Um, and the headline will be because no one's expecting anything from the Lions either. Same way they're not expecting anything from the Eagles. So the headline for the Lions will be was <laughs> it's kind of messed up. Was Sean McVay <laughs> right for giving getting rid of Jared Goff? That'll be the headline. <laughs> Will Jared Goff's play exemplify the reason why the Rams got rid of him? That is the storyline for the Detroit Lions. Because again, no one's expecting the Lions to do anything at all. So, I mean, I can't think of any headlines. If anyone else can think of headlines, let me know. Text me, you know, whatever. Once I start opening up on more platforms, you better comment. Let me know. Uh, going to the 
NFC South. Starting with the Panthers. Uh, how will Christian McCaffrey look coming back from his injury? Will he get back to rare form Christian McCaffrey? Out here ripping ripping up the league. Thousand, thousand. And how will Sam Darnold look? And now that he's from the Jets and was Adam Gates the reason why Sam Darnold was not able to shine those first years in the league? Is Sam Darnold an actual competent, legit starting quarterback in the NFL? Or was it maybe that's just what he is? What he showed already in the Jets is just what he is. We'll see. Next is the Bucks. Only headline here. Will the Bucks get back to the Super Bowl? <laughs> you know. It's the only this is the only headline. So I'm not gonna spend too much time dwelling on this team. It's the only headlines. The headline's not Tom Brady. It's nothing to talk about there. He's gonna do what he's gonna do. They brought back all their players. Damn near. Pretty much. Yeah, for the most part, except for what? Antonio Brown? Antoine Winfield Jr. is now is in his second year, and I expect him to be a beast. I expect Devin White to be even more a beast. You know? I'm just talking about like the young guys who are starting, who are still developing into Pro Bowl caliber talent. Um so yeah, it's nothing to talk about with the Bucks. Saints. Um Drew Brees, Drew Brees' replacement. That's the headline. How would Jameis Winston look? And depending on how he looks, how much leash does he have before he gets yanked and Taysom Hill comes in? Or vice versa. Well, I'm not going to say vice versa. I do feel as though if James, Jameis Winston has a shorter leash than, than Taysom Hill. I don't believe that that Jameis Winston has the same uh, rapport. I mean, he doesn't have the same rapport with the team, obviously. Taysom Hill's been there longer, and he's put in, put in more work for that team. But I don't feel as though that, you know, a couple mistakes from Jameis Winston equates to a couple mistakes from Taysom Hill. A couple mistakes from Jameis Winston get you pulled. A couple mistakes from Taysom Hill come sit next to... Uh, Papa Peyton, let's talk about this. Let's pull out the tablet and let's go over this so you can go back in next series and hopefully not stink it up again. That's to see you get what I'm talking. You where I'm going with that? Let's be real. Jason James Winston is not. I don't. I don't feel as though James Winston is going to be the guy who's like, yeah, he goes in if he he messes up. It's cool. Like you. you we have given you full confidence. Like he has full confidence that he won't be pulled. He don't have to look over his shoulder. He doesn't have that confidence. And that can affect the player's play. If you don't have that self, that not even the self-confidence, because then the day it's like a real thing. You can mess up and get pulled. And that in your head can mess with your psyche. Knowing that if I mess up, or once you mess up, I'm going to go back in next series and redeem myself. 
compared to, oh, I'm messing up. And now when you're walking to the sideline, you're like, I might not play for the rest of the game. They're going to pull me. That has a significant effect on the player's psyche. That's like psyche, sports psyche 101. It affects your play. All the way down to peewee. I experienced this when I played in high school. I was like, man, if I mess up, I'm gone. They pulling me. It's, It's a real thing. And NFL players, you know, the game is faster. Why is the game faster? Because mentally things are clicking faster for these players. In college, it's the biggest, the strongest, the fastest guys just demolish everybody else. But in the NFL, everybody's big, strong, and fast. So now it's mental. And if you, if your mental health, <laughs> mental health, if your mental health isn't right, going into these games or while you're playing, it will affect your play straight up. Next is the Falcons. Uh, I have no idea what the Falcons. I mean, I guess the headline is what's the, what's, what's going to be what's the Falcons going to look like with the new coach. I'm doing all this stuttering and mumbling my words because it's like I don't know what the Falcons headline is. That might be another team that no one expects anything from. You lost Julio Jones, your staple player, the only. And I repeat, only staple player that you've had for a, like a staple player that everyone completely, like an Aaron Rodgers type player, where you're just universally well-renowned. Matt Ryan is somewhat, but he's not well-renowned because people are just like, you're Matt Ryan, like we could do better. Literally, that's what people think. For real. Maddie Ice? That's a, that's an Atlanta thing. Only Atlanta Falcon believers in Atlanta be talking that Maddie Ice stuff. Ain't nobody outside of Atlanta's like, ooh, Matt Ryan, yeah. No. 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 Now, if he comes out and has a MVP type performance type season. I mean, he didn't do bad last season, but it's not Matt Ryan's not the type of quarterback where he can take a team, put them on his shoulders, and he's gonna be like, we're winning these games. Now, how many times you guys mess up, or how many times I mess up, I'm gonna come back and we're gonna win these games. I'm gonna make sure that I put you guys on my shoulders and we're gonna win these games. He's not that guy. He's a good guy he's a good competent starting nfl quarterback but he's not he's 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 not a like a game changer like that you know it's it's just not prevalent you you just don't see it like that i mean again i was thinking who matt ryan might go to the san francisco 49ers the san francisco 49ers might go back to super bowl but that's only because the San Francisco 49ers need a stable quarterback who can make these throws. That's the only thing about the San Francisco 49ers. 
And I'm not trying to jump ahead. But I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think anyone expects anything from the Atlanta Falcons. Their project. Honestly. We don't know what the running game's gonna look like. You got Calvin Ridley. That's a that's that's a positive. You have a, a decent starting quarterback. That's a positive. But outside of that, I mean like you got cool looking jerseys. That's a positive. The gray jerseys look pretty dope, you know. But outside of that, I don't know. So and since I skipped ahead, I might as well go ahead and go move go to the MC West. Start with the 49ers. The 49ers, the headline is, what is this quarterback situation going to look like? Will Jimmy Garoppolo play all these games? Because if he plays, I expect them to be in the playoffs. If he plays and they get to the playoffs, are they going to get to the Super Bowl? If he gets hurt and Trey Lance gets in there, I believe that if Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt and Trey Lance gets into the starting lineup... You're not seeing any more Jimmy Garoppolo in the, as a starting quarterback for the 49ers. And it doesn't matter. Like, they're not going to do no Tua Tunga Viola, Ryan Fitzpatrick type situation where they're just flipping them back and forth. No, 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 no. I don't believe Kyle Shanahan is that type of guy. He's like, yeah, we'll just do that. We don't have any certain consistency. No, 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 no. If Jimmy Garoppolo loses his starting position or is pulled for any reason, injury, lack of play, whatever case may be, he's not getting it back. And he's not getting any more PT. Trey Lance will be the starting quarterback and they will ride with it no matter what the outcome is. Because they're going to be like, well, he threw two, three interceptions this game, but hey, he's he's developmental. We're developing him. He needs these reps. You get what I'm saying? You see where I'm going with that? Once Jimmy Garoppolo loses that starting position, they're going to be looking to ship him. They're shipping him out. And that's just the real. So that's the headline. Jimmy, the, the quarterback position. What's this quarterback position going to look like? Will it be Trey Lance? Will it be Jimmy Garoppolo? And, if the, and the second headline is, if the quarterback position is solidified... Will this team get back to the playoffs and subsequently get back to the Super Bowl? Next is the Seahawks. And the headline is people are, I mean, people aren't expecting them to get to the Super Bowl. Uh, People don't expect them to be the top team in their own division. I feel like the only headline will be what what does Russell Wilson look like? And if the Seahawks are successful and Russell Wilson's playing good, then everything's fine. All the storylines and that were happening this offseason and about him wanting to leave and there's being friction with the team and him throwing players like linemen under the bus. All that will go away. But mark my words, if he 
and this team do not produce, everyone's going to be pointing at those headlines and those storylines, him throwing people under the bus and him demand, trying to get a trade, supposedly, and there being friction with the team and him and Pete Carroll. All that stuff will be a constant, constant, constant talking point throughout the season. The defense is horrible. So, I mean, do people really expect anything from defense? No. But for whatever reason, I mean, the reason is Russell Wilson. They're always a playoff team. But if they can't even get to that, or even if they get to the playoffs and they still exit the same way they exited this past playoffs, people will still be pointing at what he said and the things that have transpired this offseason between him and the team. I promise you, it's that, that's, that's what's going to be. Uh, the Cardinals acquiring AJ Green, JJ Watt. <laughs> I don't know what to think about the Cardinals, honestly. I really don't know what to really think about them. Are they a 500 team? For sure. Are they a playoff team? You would think so, but you're right next to right next to the AFC North. Mm, yeah, yeah, for sure. Right next to the AFC North, they are in the most competitive division in the entire league. Seahawks, Cardinals, 49ers, and Rams. All those teams, if not two of those teams, will be in the playoffs. Two to three out of those teams will be in the playoffs. And after that, you can just pick one team from the North, one team from the South. If, I mean, for real. The Seahawks, at least, will always be in the playoffs. The Cardinals, the way this roster is stacked, you would think they're going to be in the playoffs. 49ers, people expect them, once they have stable quarterback play, to be in the playoffs. And the Rams, people always expect to be in the playoffs. This is one of the teams where, you know, the headline isn't the quarterback. I mean, yeah, we want to see Colin Murray, you know, progress still, but will this team get to the playoffs? Will this Cliffs Kingsbury... Um, Experiment work. Just to keep it a buck. I don't know. Um, and last, and I kind of did this on purpose, last but not least, leave the best for last, the Rams, which is one of my favorite teams in the league. Why? Because they have five jerseys. You got Matthew Stafford at quarterback. You got Cooper Cup. Right? You got uh Robert Woods. Right? You got Higsby. You got Cam Akers. You got Sean McVay. You got Aaron Donald. You got Jalen Ramsey, 
mean, let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. I expect them to be in the playoffs. Anything less than the playoffs. I mean, for all right, let's be serious. The headline is, you know, Matthew Stafford. That's the headline. Is them getting rid of Jared Goff and bringing in Matthew Stafford, does that pay off? The same way, the same exact way the Vikings let go of Case Keenum and brought in Kirk Cousins to get them over the hump, they expect that's the same scenario. Obviously, everything doesn't line up the exact same, so I don't want to be hearing people give me feedback. But, oh, it's not the same. It's totally different. No, it's the same. It's the same thing. It's the same concept. You have a quarterback. You have a team that can only go so far. They plateau so far because, and people think of this factor, and this factor being the quarterback. So now you change out that one factor, that variable. You switch that uh whether it be the independent dependent variable, you switch that out with a better factor, better variable, then you should get better results. So if your plateau is this, once you change the quarterback out, then your plateau will be this. It's going to raise higher. So anyone who hears this, who wants to be like, oh no, it's not the same. No, it's the same. It's, it's 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 the same. So we we all know what the headline is for for the for the Rams. What's it gonna look like? What's gonna happen? That's that's how is Matthew Stafford is is Matthew Stafford gonna be like throwing for some astronomical numbers? Will he be a top five quarterback in the league? Will he show people that once he gets in the playoffs, he he's a baller? Because he doesn't really get because he d- doesn't get to the playoffs. Will he throw for like forty hundred yards and like forty touchdowns with this team? I expect this team to be a very balanced attack. I expect Cam Akers to be like a thousand yard runner type situation, and. Matthew Stafford's going to be slinging it. But, you know, I don't expect him to get like five racks, like 5,000. Yeah, you can get like 45, 30-plus touchdowns, keep the interceptions under 15. And I'm telling you, I mean, that's a, that statistically, I just painted the picture statistically of what a, a good season for any quarterback 4,500 yards, 30 touchdowns, less than 15 interceptions. You had, you had a decent season. You had a great season. So, but statistics, I mean, are people really going to be caring about statistics when it comes to Matthew Stafford? Are they just going to be like, well, did you get to the playoffs? Yes or no? And we got to the playoffs. What did you do? That's, that's, that's what's going to be for the Rams. And, um, Outside of that, I mean, nothing else to really talk about with them. <laughs> I mean, you got Aaron Donald, you got Jalen Ramsey, you got two of the best, like top ten defensive players in the league, all both on one, both on one defense. I mean, <laughs> so I, so let's be real. The, the The headline is, you know, will this this 
exchange of quarterback play, will it pay off? That's 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 the only headline, you know. Uh, and those are my headlines for the NFC, the entire NFC. And uh, I enjoyed it. Got a little hyped a little bit, you know. But I enjoyed it. Giving my takes. And um, we will see how this uh, season pans out. But uh, it's your boy, G-Baby. G-Money. G Black G And this was the Q30 Sports Podcast Drive safe Be safe Beautiful people And we out